On this episode of The Road to the Show, we have third-round pick of the Miami Marlins out of the University of Kentucky and former Moeller High School graduate, Riley Mahan. Riley takes us through some of the adjustments that he's had to make from high school to college, what it's like playing away games with hecklers in the SEC. He also gives tips for a lot of you younger players out there on how to obtain bat speed, what the transition is going to be like from high school to college. Um, You guys are really going to enjoy this episode. We have a great conversation. Um, I also want to remind you guys to head over and over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review uh, when you get done listening to this episode. So without further ado, here's Riley Mayhem. We are now live with Riley Mahan. Riley, what's going on, man? Not much. Appreciate you having me on. Dude, uh, Christmas not that long ago. What uh, what Santa Claus bring you? A uh, bunch of clothes, few video games. Uh, video games? What kind of video games? I got uh, Far Cry, uh, Batman, and... Uh, Batman's got a video game? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that uh, Xbox? PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I got the UFC game. So which one was that? Is that the UFC two? Okay, are you a big video game guy? Not really, but nah, kill so. some time. I'll play some video games here and there. Yeah, yeah. I went and saw uh, Jumanji yesterday. How was that, dude? It was awesome. Yeah. It was the, it's The Rock and Kevin Hart yeah. and Jack Black. I'm a huge I'm a huge rock fan, yeah. and plus with with Kevin Hart and Jack Black, I mean that's right. pretty yeah. pretty awesome stuff. My mom's a big rock fan, so dude, sure. everyone's a rock fan. Like that yeah. dude, I don't know if you remember, what was that? Probably like five or ten years ago, he was in like oh, what was that kid movie? It's like uh, oh, what was that? He went with the football and he had the game daughter. Plan. What yeah. is it? Game plan. Game plan. Yeah. So he was like he he's he's gone from game plan to being like the top yeah. box oh, yeah. office guy. Oh yeah, he's in everything. He's in everything. What yeah. a what do you like to do for like hobbies in the off season? Obviously, you work out. You know, everyone knows. Being a professional baseball player, you know, you're doing that grind. Mm-hmm. But what do you like to do as a hobby? Uh, I actually haven't been doing too much. I've been watching a lot of Netflix, killing some time. What do you uh, watch on Netflix? I'm watching Hawaii Five O right now. Oh, but, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but Peaky Blinders is my show. What's That's Peaky Blinders? I haven't seen that yeah, one. It's good. The what? new season just came out. What's that about? Uh, they're they're in England and they're they do like horse races and uh gambling type stuff and it's like a kind of like a gang movie okay pretty good though yeah I haven't seen that one I saw um did you see on Netflix I forget the name of it but it's about the Russians uh doping being like trying to get past all the doping and everything for the uh what was it track and field um, I don't know if you, have you seen that one at uh, all. No. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to send that to you. It's yeah. really interesting because this guy basically goes from he's a cyclist and he hire, hires like the main Russian um, guy who's the head of all the the lab and everything. I'm, I might be explaining this wrong. Right. And they so they they even like they document like okay like we're gonna cheat we're gonna you know try and get yeah. past this and let's, and let's see and I haven't even finished it yet but it's really Is interesting. It yeah, no, it's just a documentary, okay. and um, the Russian guy was like, there are so many ways to get past the testing, because, yeah. I mean, I didn't even know Lance Armstrong never even failed a test. Right. His teammates just yeah. ratted on him. Yeah. Do you do you see any of that That's in crazy. pro ball, where you see, like, guys, like, dude, there's no way, you're clean? Uh, 
You have your suspicions, but I mean, I was only in pro ball for seven days. I what about in college? College, no, they're they're pretty strict. I mean, you definitely you hear all these ways about how you can get around it and things that people could do, but I think it's all talk. I don't I don't think anybody's out there doing that stuff really. How many times did you get tested in college? Um, it was random, but it, there was the NCAA test, and then the the school had a test, so it just kind of depends. Like if you got picked, like I was fortunate enough, I didn't get tested very much. My junior year, I got tested twice once by the school once by the ncaa and then i had the uh draft year yeah the draft year i had that test so i mean i think i i was at xavier for five years and i got tested one time really yeah, yeah. probably because you were a draft prospect probably was that so that was three times you got or you got tested that year my junior year yeah jeez yep. that's so, definitely the ncaa's yeah. rigged man yeah oh yeah it's <laughs> random they'll they'll show up on a random day ready to go yeah yeah, yeah. um what was the the competition like in the SCCA? We I went to Xavier. We went down and played you guys, but it was always you guys were throwing your your midweek starter mm-hmm. at us. Um, so I never really got to see. Um, I guess when we played Vanderbilt um, a couple years ago, you know, in the regional, but f- from a day to day basis or weekend to weekend basis, never really got to see what the SEC competition was like. Um, what what were you facing normally on weekends? Um, my junior year, we faced a lot of first rounders, you know, we faced Lang, Hauk, those type of guys, but it was, obviously everybody's really good and they're really talented, but I mean, the hype around the SEC, that brings out a lot in people and, you know, a lot of people step up because of that. Um, I think that's one unfortunate thing about college baseball is you play your conference on the weekend and then you play good teams in midweek but like you said you're facing their midweek starter so you may not get the best out of that team you know um which I think would be really cool if you know like we're playing that midweek game and you know you're facing somebody's ace you know but uh I definitely think that the hype around the SEC it brings out a lot of good in the competition and it it gets pretty intense what was it like for the most part guys like 90 90 three starters and then out of the pen is it what's that like out of the pen uh it just depends on where you're at I mean Vandy everybody's in the 90s um LSU they got a lot of guys that throw hard but they also have those guys that locate and they have their off-speed pitches I would say that was the biggest thing in the SEC is like everybody's throwing two three pitches for strikes it's not just coming out there chucking fastballs because usually those guys are getting in trouble getting in jams you know so they don't last but uh um yeah a lot of the starters are low 90s i'd say yeah out of the pen mid to mid to high yeah you see any any high 90s um we saw my sophomore year when birdie was at louisville he was up near 100 um vandy's had guys up there um it just depends man like honestly i remember Jordan Sheffield, he would get up 96-97. I don't know. There was a few guys that were running up there a little bit. So would you say the biggest difference between the SEC and and, um, the other conferences is the pitching, or would you say it's a combination of pitching and some of the hitters too? Um, I would say the pitching is definitely one of the biggest differences, and I think that shows when you get to postseason baseball because you're seeing everybody's ace, but – there's good pitching all over the place. Um, I would say on the offensive side, it's more a matter of top to bottom. People face like first round, like 
different type of pitching, right? So I would say top to bottom, like guys are getting more experience. So I think that's the biggest difference. Whereas like we would play Miami and you could tell like down towards the bottom of the order, like they're not used to seeing velocity or good off speed, you know? But, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's tough to say that it's like that different, but, um, I think the experience is definitely there in the SEC. Dude, what what is so cool about the SEC, I think anyway, is just the the facilities and the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the crowd. Like when we played down at Vandy for that regional, it it feels like you're you're in the big leagues. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think how many times did you guys play in front of in front of sellout crowds in the SEC? Uh it depends on where you were really. I mean, like at Kentucky we had our loyal fans and a lot of families, but the biggest thing you notice is teams travel well. Like LSU would bring a, bring a bunch of people. Vandy traveled really well. But if you go to LSU, Vandy, Arkansas, those types of places, especially when they're ranked, I think that's the biggest thing for fans is when your team's ranked, everybody's showing up. Um, but, yeah, those places are – the atmosphere is crazy. So it's more of like a, it's fun to go to the games and – have that atmosphere around so any hecklers uh yeah quite a few uh lsu i've, LSU's, I've heard i've heard lsu yeah, lsu's tough because they're they're right on top of you but uh the coolest thing about the fans in the sec is even though they get on you they they know their baseball so they're they know what they're saying they're not just out there yelling at you so. were you in, were you scared at all when you first uh, i guess you're maybe your freshman year mm-hmm. when you go to these places like yeah. the crowd and everything yeah lsu was Probably. Oh, so you went to LSU your freshman, freshman year. Okay. Yep. Um, that was intimidating. Um, Arkansas, the crowd wasn't so intimidating. It was just like the field. It was like like one of the nicest fields I've ever been to. So it was like, oh man, like that's pretty, yeah, pretty big time. But then uh, wasn't was Ben Attendee there when you were a freshman? Yeah, my freshman year. How did oh, he yeah. do against you guys? Well, first two at bats he went yard, and then he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was actually an intimidation factor at Arkansas. When we walked in, he was up taking BP and just parking him off the batter's eye like it was nothing. Dude, and I don't even know. I saw him actually. I don't know if I told you this, but like a week ago, I guess he was at the, he was at the Xavier basketball game. I was there. Mm-hmm. He walked up and down right by where I was sitting. I had no idea yeah. this little dude was, was Andrew yeah. Benatendi. Like, oh, yeah. You would never know oh, in a million yeah. years. And then he's I got all he this. Cut his hair off too. Actually. Oh, did he? Yeah, so. yeah. And he's got all this power. Did you play with him at all growing up? I didn't. No. Um, no, he's is he he's older than he's you. He's a year older. Yep. He's a year older. Yep. Okay. So. Where was your guys' locker room at Kentucky? Because I know it was like it was Cliff Hagen Stadium, right? Yep. Was the <clears> locker room near where that barn was? The hitting? No, that's we have two cages and then two mounds in there. And then if you go down the right field line behind, there's like a building back there. So there's like baseball, cheerleading, um, I think track and fields back there. But all our locker rooms are back there. And they got a new stadium too, right? Yeah. When's it, that supposed to open? Uh, they said it could be ready for the regional, but they'll probably not start till next next fall. Okay. So have you seen what? It's supposed to be some crazy nice. Oh yeah. What is it like forty, fifty million dollars? Fifty million dollars. Fifty yeah. million dollar stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. Would you guys have like ping pong tables and stuff in your lock in your? Uh, yeah, clubhouse? we had uh, my freshman and sophomore year. We had a ping pong table and a pool table. And then we got a new coaching staff, and he went with two ping pong tables because he likes the competition aspect of ping pong. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we uh, did a bunch of tournaments and stuff. So, what was uh, did the coach get fired or did he leave? 
Uh, he resigned. He, he went resigned. To Mississippi State. And then the the assistant. What assistant uh, was it who was there? And then he became went somewhere else. He was pretty high. He uh, was the, Rick Eckstein. Rick Eckstein. Yeah, he's uh, with the Twins now. Okay. He, what other schools did you look at coming out of high school? Um, my second choice probably would have been Clemson. Oh, um, that would have been sweet. Yeah, uh, I really like Clemson. Liked Ohio State. A little bit. Um, but I was pretty set on Kentucky. It wasn't. Was it the it being only an hour and a half away? That, yeah. Was that the deciding factor? Yeah, big time. I mean, my family came to like pretty much every every weekend, and yeah, yeah, I could run home when I wanted to, and yeah, yeah, it made it nice for sure. What was um? So you went to Moeller, played there for Coach Eld, right? Mm-hmm. A few years, you know, you're a few years younger than me, so he was he's been. He's kind of had a well-oiled machine by the time you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your experience at Moeller? Uh, it was awesome. Um, my dad actually went – he graduated back in 83, so oh, I was okay. kind of following in his footsteps. But, yeah, I mean, I am incredibly thankful for my experience at Muller. It was life-changing for me. It kind of got me on the right path and good experiences, good times. Uh, met a lot of great people, and it was awesome. And you got drafted out of high school. Um, did you ever think that there was a, a chance where – I know you were more of a later round pick, but did you think that there's the chance on draft day you could have gone pretty high and, and signed? Uh, not not really. That I I kind of knew going into it, I wasn't going to get the money I needed to stay away from college. Um, it worked out where I got drafted, and it was cool to be able to say I was drafted. But uh, it just wasn't the right situation, and it was more of like a courtesy thing, I think, more than anything. So. What has the transition been like? Um, so we got a couple questions here I want to make sure we hit on before before uh, we get going. Um, from Tyler K. I'm not going to say his last name because I really don't know how to pronounce it. But Tyler <laughs> asked, what was the transition like from high school to college? Um, for a physical aspect, I went in the – summer and was able to get started on lifting and everything so that helped me out a lot but the biggest transition was mentally I mean you get up there and you're used to playing every day in high school and you know being a starter playing a prime position you know hitting top of the order all that stuff but when you get to college it's it's kind of like a fresh start honestly and you know it's not like high school where only a few guys are good in each lineup and they stick out I mean everybody's good and you know, if you don't, especially in that conference. Yeah, exactly. So for me, I struggle because like I just said, I mean, you get there and you're not, you're not the guy anymore. And, you know, I wasn't playing right away and I had a hard time figuring out why that was, you know, and it took me a while to realize that like, I got to put in more work to crack the lineup and stay in the lineup. You know, I can't just go out there and be like, Oh, well, you know, I should be playing, you know, like I I've done enough, but, uh, yeah, I think mentally, once I figured out that I wasn't the deal, you know, like I had to humble myself a little bit and bring myself down to earth. And then I started putting in work, getting extra swings in the cage, you know, doing more. And uh, that ended up helping me out a lot for the coming years. Were there mechanical changes you had to make in your swing that you could get away with in high school that you obviously couldn't get away with in in the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in high school, you know, you're not seeing the velo. Guys don't locate their off speed very well. So, 
you can get away with a little bit longer of a swing and you know if you if your swing breaks down you can still catch balls and barrel them up and then um you know people don't locate like they do in college um so I think that's another thing that helps high school hitters out but once you get to college you have to learn how to function your body the right way and everything gets moving on the right path and uh for me the biggest thing was uh tightening up my swing because I was pretty long I had a little bit of loft to my swing but uh once I figured out how to control my barrel and be more direct that my swing kind of got better for me um what do you do you tell yourself when you're when your swing's long or anything I know they a lot of people say you know don't swing straight down or anything but I know as a hitter, sometimes that cue, even though you don't actually do it, mm-hmm. it can help shorten your swing. Is yeah. there any cue that you use when you're uh, swinging and missing or fouling balls straight back that you use or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I'm actually a swing down type of guy. Like Everybody thinks that swing down is literally chop at the ball. But for me, it's a mental cue where when I feel my barrel, like I'm losing my barrel a little bit and I'm slicing balls or I'm top spin to the poolside, I tell myself get tighter to my back shoulder so what that does is it keeps me more direct and I don't get on plane as early but I'm more direct to the ball and then all of a sudden I feel myself have more time and all of a sudden I can start to get on plane and uh all of a sudden like I'm getting backspin to all fields instead of slice and topspin okay from a mentality standpoint what do you think in the box? You're, are you thinking like I'm the greatest mother, like to ever, like step in the box when you're in there? Yeah, I mean you definitely got to have that. A bit, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm a. I don't. I try not to think too much. I'm. I'm a sit fastball and react type of guy, and look away, react in. Pretty, keep it pretty simple. Pretty simple. Yeah. What was the transition like from getting drafted third round this past year to to pro ball? Where you were in short season? Yeah. Or I went to low A. Low A. Greensboro. What was that like? Uh, it was, it was different. Definitely. I mean, obviously switching to wood bat, that's makes a big difference. Um, but, uh, waking up playing every day is really different. Um, obviously you play a lot of games in college, but you're not playing every day and you're used to having those days where you rebuild your body a little bit and relax, but playing every day is tough and it's not for the, the week of heart, you know? Um, but I, I was fortunate enough. I had Jared. And Ryan Flesh in Greensboro and Dustin was he on your Bays. team? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they made it pretty easy on me. Was the competition similar, worse, better than the SEC? Uh, I would say it's pretty similar. I mean, everybody from I only played like six or seven games, but um, oh, you got hurt, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, everybody threw hard. They didn't locate the best, but everybody had top velo. They had good off speed. Um. Like I said, they didn't locate as well, but, I mean, they could run it up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter is now the owner for the, the Miami Marlins, who you play for. Um, you trying to be the next Derek Jeter for the <laughs> I mean, everybody's trying to be the next Derek Jeter, for sure. Um, yeah. That, I mean, it was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. He owns, like, yeah, the team you play for. Team, yeah, for sure. Who's the general manager now? Uh, it's still Mattingly. No, 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 the general manager. Oh, I do. I don't even know, know who that yeah. is. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Um, sure. We got another question here from Hunter Snyder. Um, what drills should you do to obtain bat speed? 
Um, you got plenty of bass feet. I see you swinging all the time. Uh, I would say the biggest thing to help bat feed is getting in the weight room and doing things right, um, doing the right lifts, doing them well, um, not just getting in there and throwing crazy weight around, but doing having good form. Um, I would say the biggest thing that can help bat speed also is having a tighter swing, like I was talking about before. Because if your swing, if you lose control of your barrel, you're going to lose bat speed. And now all of a sudden, those pitches that you should be handling, you're under or you're slicing over the top of them. Um, so I think as a hitter, if you're aware of where your barrel is at and where it's entering the zone and how it's coming off your back shoulder i think that that's going to help your bat speed a lot because from there it just is like a throw pretty much it just works through the zone and um then all of a sudden you start to see the ball jump a little bit so you're also saying that you got to put some serious time in to really understand your own swing right absolutely yeah um i was i saw you out here hitting out that long ago you're not a big video guy Mm -mm. um so to like understand your swing as a player or for someone else is it mirror work like get in front of the mirror or is it just like going out by yourself with a bat like how how would you figure out your swing I would say hitting is all about feel I mean I don't personally like video because I don't when I look at myself hit it looks different than it feels so when I'm swinging well and I feel good and then someone shows me a video, I'm like, oh, man, like, I don't think that looks very good, you know? But really, it works because I feel good, right? So if you feel good, it doesn't matter how it looks. If you're hitting well and you're hitting good pitches, um, you can swing however you want, really. I mean, the baseball world has kind of gotten to where it's you people teach swing up or swing down, right? So it's two different things, and people are buying in hardcore to either one, but I would say just because you're a big kid doesn't mean you have to go out there and swing up at the ball and try to hit home runs. I would say the more you can understand your swing and have better feel and a lot, like whichever swing allows you to have more success and hit the ball harder, I would say that's what you need to be doing because people teach all this launch angle stuff, but if you don't have the right exit velocity, you can hit it at whatever angle you want, right? And it's not going to go anywhere. So whatever swing allows you to increase your exit velocity is probably the most important swing. So. I like that. That's a, that's a good explanation of, you know, exit velocity is huge these days. Um, you got a ton of exit velocity, that's for sure. Do you have goals? Do you have, like, power number goals for this upcoming season or just, like, statistics in general that I want to hit this, this, and this? Um, no, not – I would say going into the season, I'm – chasing down doubles i mean i don't really yeah i will you know research kind of shows that guys who hit a lot of home runs in the minors they don't translate to the big leagues i didn't know that yeah so uh i mean i would say to young hitters i mean don't go out and try and hit home runs because you're just going to end up getting yourself out right so once you get to the big leagues home run they pay for home runs right and they you can strike out a bunch and you can still get paid to hit home runs, but as a young hitter, understand how to hit, understand how to go the other way, hit line drives, move runners over, understand how to elevate the ball the right way. Don't just go up there and swing up at the ball just because you want to hit home runs. Um, That's always been big for me is just staying gap to gap and trying to hit doubles because as soon as I start thinking about 
getting the ball out of the park. I end up chasing a bad pitch or I miss a hittable pitch, and it just really doesn't work for me. Defensively, you're shortstop, right? Second base. Or, they're, they're your second base now in Pro yep. Bowl. Okay. Um, what's just stronger, your offense or your defense? Offense. For offense? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Is it weird playing? Because you played at Kentucky. You were short, right? Yeah. I, I played a little bit of third my freshman year, uh, short my sophomore year, and then second my junior year. Okay. So I didn't know you were, you were second um, yep. your junior year. What about uh, going back to the question I had before, average? Mm-hmm. Um, should kids focus on average? Because that's not um, home runs, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like you were talking about how like knowing what type of hitter you are. If like I was never a guy that can pull up my average and continue to hit that average. Every time I looked at my average, I had a bad week uh. because I'm focused on my average. So. For me, I would try to go as long as I possibly can without looking at my average. And that always worked for me. If you're a guy who can look at your average and be like, oh, cool, like let's keep doing what I'm doing and it works, then you know that's what you should do. But I was always a guy that had to stay away from looking at my average because I wouldn't – I'd get yeah. a big head or you know whatever. But I know I, what you mean, dude. I remember yeah. – I would, whenever I'd be in a slump or just like I would hit like 220, 230 in college, I would get my calculator out and be mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. It, it, would, it would always be something so unrealistic. Like, yeah. well, if I go 27 for 34, let's see, I'll, I'll be at 270. <laughs> yeah. like, right, it'd be right. something like oh, yeah. nobody can yeah, do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, one last question here. You've hit a bunch of big home runs, especially at Kentucky and throughout your career. What's the most uh, memorable home run that you've hit? And who was it off of? Uh, I got two, actually. I hit um, an inside the parker my freshman year against LSU. Ooh. It wasn't out. I uh, flared it down the left field line. At home? At LSU. Oh, at LSU. Yeah. So that that was pretty memorable. Um, I think it was off of Parker Buck. He actually ended up being my roommate in rehab, which is funny oh. with the Marlins. But uh, Did you rub that in at all? Uh, talk to him about it a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, then my junior year, I hit a grand slam against Indiana in the regional. So that was that was pretty cool. He was pitching. Um, I forget his name, but he was a sidearm lefty, and we played them midweek, and he threw me his slider, and I pulled it like over the dugout, way out in front. So I knew I was getting it again. So I, I finally stayed back on it enough. and Lefty on lefty? Out. Yep. Where did you hit it? Was it at home, and where did you hit it to? Uh, yeah, I was at home uh, right down the right field line. Grand slam? Yeah. The hell with so, Indiana. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Riley Mahan, Riley, appreciate you coming on today, man, and um, look forward to you being the next uh, Derek Jeter. Let me switch <laughs> yeah. you over to shortstop this upcoming year, hopefully, yeah, right. and then – You'll be the next Jeter, dude. For sure. Appreciate you having me on.